Hi everyone. This Hi there. Whoa. Sorry. You're not even gonna let me introduce myself? This is Holly. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. You didn't let me say hello. Um, this is Holly. <laughs> and Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. So. Or the Holly Show. I mean, can it just be the Holly oh. Show? Come on. What you... what, I'm giving the people what they want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people just email and say, just get rid of Daniel. That's not true. No one has ever said that. Holly, Holly emails people and says, I just can leave, I get rid of Daniel? I actually just leave notes around the house. <laughs> get rid of Daniel. Project get rid of, da- of daddy. <laughs> With the boys. Oh, it's, yeah. You're we're conniving. leaving notes for them. Mm-hmm. You are conniving. Mm-hmm. Conspiring. And conniving. <laughs> Bad things. Whatever. All right. We'll let it go. Just this once. It's been a long week and a long weekend. We never have short weeks. We're never like, that was a short week. No, we definitely don't. One day. One day we'll have short weeks. I have high hopes for this upcoming week since you have Wednesday off. It actually is, yeah, kind of a short week. <laughs> this. You gotta Sorry. say it now. You already started it. <laughs> Daniel had off last Monday for Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. And um, he has off this Wednesday for Yom Kippur. And I kept wanting to tweet. Praise Jesus for Jewish holidays. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. <laughs> I didn't People know. thought that was hilarious. I didn't know if it was appropriate. I don't. You know. Yeah. So uh, I did it. I chickened out. Holly has a penchant for uh, saying things that she immediately regrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I always have to second guess. It's always safe too. But uh, last weekend we went to a good friend of my. Um, Oh, Daniel was confusing me. Well, you don't like it when you can't see the bars going. You're right. I'm really glad that you I was that. fixed. I just saved the night <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> what? So, yeah, on the screen, we can we like to see the jumps. With the our... sound bars. I don't want you to call them. The I zigzags. I don't know. We're Holly obvious. likes to watch them as we go, mm-hmm. and the cursor wasn't there, so you couldn't see them. So I fixed it, and I saved everything. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're really professional podcasters. <laughs> Anyway, uh, last weekend we went to a birthday party of one of our neighbors and friends who have uh, kids the same age as ours, and it was like this big birthday party because for the past two birthdays she's either been pregnant or nursing, and she wanted to do a really big this time. And um, so they had like a pig roast and um, like bar out back, it was like this super fun party. Mm-hmm. They had like a little makeshift ball pit for the kids and. Um, it was really, really fun, and it was, like, an early afternoon to late evening party, mm-hmm. but we had to go just for the early afternoon part because Daniel had a soccer game oh, that right. night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had to leave to get dinner on the table, but, like, you know, for the beginning part of the party, they had some appetizers, just, like, simple cheese and crackers. Yeah, I think that before was they, it. like, roasted the pig, it brought out the, like, main meal. Mm-hmm. And as we're leaving, I'm saying goodbye to her and, like, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Um, and she is getting ready to, like, put out all the stuff for the pig. And I'm like, I don't know, want to make a comment about it. And I say, ah, oh, I'm so mad that I leave before all the good food gets here. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did did you did you get enough to eat? And I'm like, yes, I got enough to eat. What an idiot thing to say. To say that, oh, the food that you've been serving me has been terrible. <laughs> just to be clear, Holly didn't actually say that. She just said, no, it was fine. <laughs> no, In response I, to her. 
I didn't say that was an idiot thing to say. I said, no, it was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> which, which doesn't make it sound any better. Well, I, I sent her a text message later that was like, can I just put my foot in my mouth, please? Because that was the dumbest thing I could have said. What I meant to say is, I'm sad to miss the pig. Not, you've been serving me crap food all night. And I wish I could save, save for the good stuff. Yeah. It kind of reminded me. Uh, to bring this into a Catholic perspective. Oh. Of whenever they say, like, usually you wait for the uh, guest to drink or to have been drinking. Usually, yeah, you don't. You serve the good wine first uh-huh. at the wedding at, at Cana. Right. They say, yeah, you save the good wine for last because that was the one Jesus mm-hmm. changed the water into. Yeah, kind of remind me of that. But kind of, except a totally it. different outcome and <laughs> no discernible lesson. No. <laughs> Other than think before you speak. Yeah, like lesson of my life i just can't get it right and then my mom was talking about coming up for thanksgiving and i was like yeah i it can't it couldn't hurt (laughs) (laughs) what and i was like no what i mean is we would love to have you come up for thanksgiving (laughs) i get those phrases confused (laughs) we'd love to have you and couldn't hurt Ah, oh, just the worst. That's right. Holly really just doesn't want to talk to anyone, so that's subconsciously, that's how she does it. I really hate everybody and judge every food that you put in front of me, pretty much, so... Yeah. So don't invite Holly for dinner. <sighs> but that was last week. This week was, uh, it was okay. It was pretty good. This weekend was good. This weekend was great. This week, guys, honestly, this week was a really tough one. Yeah. Just being real. It was a tough one. We're in soccer season. Daniel's gone a lot during the day. The boys are going through some transitional phases. Um, and I was gearing up for the last uh, pop-up shop event mm-hmm. of the year, um, which went awesome. <laughs> so it made up for the week being really bad. Yeah. And just like boys not napping. Our boys specifically. We don't care if other boys don't nap, but <laughs> ours we care. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant by transitional phases. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you used the euphemism to say they weren't napping. Because obviously I can't speak good. Okay, That's, that's true. <laughs> well established. We have lots of evidence. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, but this week was, weekend was good. Mm-hmm. And Daniel took care of the boys while I was doing my pop-up shop, which mm-hmm. last time we did that was a yeah, disaster. Yeah, last time it didn't go very well. Because Blaze won't take a bottle, so I have to come by and drop him off so Holly can feed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't. Nobody liked any of it. Yeah, I think yes, or last last month when the last one, they neither of them napped and ended up like throwing a football around with Jack with Blaze in the Ergo Baby on me to keep both of them content because they were both cranky and not sleeping. But yesterday, yesterday everything happened without a hiccup. Yeah, it was really great. It was perfect, smooth like butter. <laughs> That's an appropriate phrase. <laughs> According to you. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, why do I even try to talk? I don't know. You just... I should have cue cards for you. and You can just I, say that. Mm-hmm. Or shut up. Cue <laughs> just a big light I can flick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, we're good. Everything's great. We're doing great. Yeah. We're... Um, yeah. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. I'm a little silly. From a... Yeah. From it all. From it all, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, yeah, we're getting the home stretch of soccer season. Yeah. So things are there'll be more free time within a month or so. 
I can get my sanity back. Yeah. And it's getting cold. It's becoming mm-hmm. fall. Today was, well, this morning was rainy and it's windy. Really windy. Yeah. I think it was part of the hurricane. Yeah. But this afternoon was nice and everyone, like the whole neighborhood went out to the playground and we saw neighbors and People dogs. were outside playing football, throwing the old pigskin around. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the, the Eagles lost. They uh, lost. They blew it in like the last two minutes. Very disappointing. Typical Philadelphians but everyone's, complaining about yeah. the Eagles. They, okay. they lost. You weren't watching the game. I wasn't. It's true. I took a nap instead. <laughs> but yeah. I couldn't even sleep because the neighbors were making too much noise about the dang game. Uh, you have to. All right. You got to root for your team. You do. Um, but yeah, so it's good. And I love the fall. Yeah. Because there's football and it's cold and Coffee. you can eat squash and gourds. It's pretty much mm-hmm. perfect. Blaze is a big fan of squash. Oh, he does like squash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jack <laughs> likes pumpkins in general. So I don't. He's never eaten and, one. Uh, he's had or it out of a can. Year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's in its natural <laughs> environment. Uh, but our Chinese neighbors next door accidentally oh. grew a pumpkin vine this year. So I, so our pumpkin last year, I think, got eaten by a squirrel and like planted the, the yeah, seeds. I like in the squirrel their yard. distributed the seeds. But so um, they've let us. Uh, uh, <laughs> They're going to let us pick whichever <laughs> pumpkin we want. They've given us free reign on their pumpkins. Yeah. Um, and Jack is very excited because every day we go out we and check on the pumpkins. How big it is. Yeah. And if they're turning orange, because they are. They they're are in, turning orange? Yeah, they're in the middle of the green to orange phase. Transition. Mm-hmm. Co- that's called phase two, I think, <laughs> in pumpkins. <laughs> There's um, an NFP joke in there, but we don't do about phases. phase two? We don't know what phases oh, are. Oh, it's the other It's a method. different method, but. I'm sure some listeners out there think that's funny. We have funny. The, the luteal phase. I don't want to talk everyone, about those everyone things. Ha- all women have a, a luteal phase. Yeah. It's when the to- like the ocean goes back in. <laughs> <laughs> that's a neap tide. Or is it, is oh, it neap tide? Oh my gosh, I don't okay. know. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard these words. You've never heard neap tide? No. Oh, it's either when it goes in or out. Is <laughs> <laughs> it an ebb tide? Anyway. Anywho. Um, um, anyway. Yeah. So, let's let's talk about what we actually want to talk about. <laughs> Eleven uh, minutes. In. Imagine that we bantered for too long. Oh boy! Imagine that. Oh boy! So lately, I've been thinking about imagination a lot. You smiling at me? Mm-hmm. Give me the go ahead. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, and and it's been brought on by Jack having a super active imagination and just pretending and playing all the time and it's really great to watch and so kind of interact sweet. with um but in thinking about it in terms of faith i've always kind of been hesitant what did you want to talk a little bit about the cute things that jack yeah i'm gonna get to it later oh, okay i was i'm just like at the ready because he does so many cute imagination <laughs> things. um but in thinking of imagination and faith together i've always been very weary of bringing them together even though, like, lots of great Catholic thinkers like G.K. Chesterton talks a lot about imagination and, like, fairy tales and make-believe, I've just kind of, like, glossed over it and kind of try to stay away from it because when I think of imagination, I think of something that's made up and not real. And I think it's almost, like, hazardous to, like, equate faith to that because mm-hmm. then you get what a lot of atheists would say that, you know, Christians are just playing make-believe and right. none of this is real and it's just all made up in their heads. Like, that's kind of a very... It's like a common, coping me- yeah. mechanism. Um, so I've always been like, imagination, n- no, like a faithful person can be imaginative, but there's really no link between the two. 
Um, and I've also sorry uh, been I've known of people who kind of not turn their faith into imagination, but are of the attitude that like, well, this is this works for me and it's real to me, so then that that's all that really matters, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's no sort of confidence in that it exists outside of what they think, which I feel is also dangerous because we are at the core of our faith is a relationship with Jesus who was, became a living person and is a living person. So to kind of chalk it up to something that is imaginative, but still helpful. So you, you keep it around. I don't think is very accurate, nor is it fruitful. Mm-hmm. It has to be rooted in, in an actual real person. Who's, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing Jack has helped me like reconsider what I envision when I think of imagination. Cause like we said, he does all kinds of really, really cute things. And Holly's Holly's ready to go I'm with ready. all of them. No. Um, but we'll just be like sitting at, at dinner, he'll be sitting in his high chair and he'll look back behind him and say, Uh oh, monster coming. <laughs> <laughs> Or like it's changed into, oh, squirrel coming. Squirrel's coming. Mm-hmm. The dinosaur's coming. <laughs> They're all always coming. Or yeah. or I'll say, uh, monster's at the door. And so then I have to say, knock, knock, knock. And then Jack walks over to the door. <laughs> let's the monster in. He's a nice warrant monster. And monster. normally I ask him, what color is it? What color it is? And he says, a little orange. <laughs> a little orange. A little orange monster. Yeah, and he also he started doing this really sweet thing with violins. Oh my He's gosh, seen, it's the best! Like, until recently, when he before he, like when he started doing it, he'd only seen like a picture of a violin. I think we had a magazine where someone's playing a violin, mm-hmm. but he um, picks up his like this wooden, it's like a little wooden spoon, like mm-hmm. to a little cooking set, um, and a little wooden spatula, and puts them with like slats for the little spatula things, and puts one of the other so it looks like strings. So he he doesn't put them right on top of each other. He has to slide the spoon out a little bit from below the, the spatula. spatula so that, that's like the belly of the, of the violin. violin. He like knows to do that. And then and he, he holds it specifically he holds it, like that. holds it up to his chin like a violin and takes another spatula. A lot of his toys are uh, kitchen, like tools. kitchen tools that we give him. Don't judge. Yeah. Um, and he... Rubs it across the like string parts like it's a violin. Yeah, he uses a longer spatula <laughs> for the bow. For the bow, and uh, tries to play it under his chin. And yeah. he was doing that one morning, and I was like, "Okay, this is great, Jack. Do you want to hear a violin?" And mm-hmm. so I put because he'd never heard a violin at that point. He'd just seen a picture. Right. And so uh, I put on a Google search violin, and the first video that comes up is "My Heart Will Go On," <laughs> like a violin cover of mm-hmm. it. And um, I play it for him, and he, like, latches onto it. Loved it and was playing violin to it the whole time. I put, he, like, wanted again and again and again. And it's like a four-minute song. He sits there the whole time and just plays his little violin the whole time. The whole time. It's so sweet. And that morning I I put it in my back pocket because he wanted to to keep listening to it while I had to change places his diaper mm-hmm. and, you know, live my life. <laughs> and he was literally, his ear was glued to my butt <laughs> because he wanted to listen to the violin so closely. And then that day I, we had to drive to Trader Joe's, so we played the violin in the car. And in the car seat, he's just in the back there playing the violin. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, but the, like, really sweet part is that it's 
it's like so real to him. Like he mm-hmm. needs all of the parts to play it. Like that's his violin. And he like he just like Jack's playing the violin and he's he has a super serious look on oh his face gosh, when he does so it. Ser- he's so focused. <laughs> but that and like um with with sports, like he'll <laughs> he really loves to come to the soccer games when I'm coaching and he like just kicks his little soccer ball around and he's like tell us like Jack plays soccer. Like <laughs> And like he uses to him. his oven mitt oh, yeah. again, kitchen tools. <laughs> he uses his oven mitt as a goalie glove mm-hmm. all day long. <laughs> but and then like at the end of the day, we'll be like, "Oh, Jack, what do we do today?" And he said, "Like Jack plays soccer." And like mm-hmm. for his little mind, that's like he played a game of soccer. Like he doesn't know. I was trying to explain teams to him like the other day, and he doesn't understand. He just knows some girls wear red shirts and some wear yeah. red. And I'm pretty sure he thinks only girls play soccer because he's only yeah. been to girls' soccer <laughs> games. <laughs> He definitely does. Uh, excuse me, ladies. He calls them. He calls ladies. older girls ladies, <laughs> not girls. No, not a girl, lady. Um, but it's just so, like, real to him. Like in his mind, that is what soccer is. It's kicking a little ball around mm-hmm. and, and falling down. A yeah, lot. and the same with football. He started to. Um, he learned you tackle in football, so now we have oh to play this gosh. thing where he'll throw me the ball, I'll catch it, and he runs as fast as he can <laughs> and tries to knock me over, which. I mean, he's like 30 pounds now, and he can run pretty fast. He gets some good momentum going, oh, yeah. and it's like in our house on the wooden floors, mm-hmm. so I have to try to fall gracefully when he plows <laughs> into me. But it's, and he's just so, and he calls himself football man when he plays oh, that. Yeah. Like, he becomes a football man. And it's just, his imagination is really great, and he just, like, creates these little worlds for himself. And it's really sweet, but it's also... I don't know, makes you think, like, how, why am I not content with anything? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has all these not, you know, not real versions of things and loves them so much. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're like, oh, well, I wouldn't get as much joy from, like, kicking a soccer ball in a backyard as I would from actually playing a soccer game, you know, like Mm -hmm. a quote-unquote real soccer game. But for him, they're the best thing in the world. Yeah. Because that's all that he knows, that he, like, I don't know. It's just really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the ability to make kind of your own fun, like oh, yeah. monsters coming. Yeah, and, and just he'll like just be out of the, out of nowhere, or he'll, and he just uses whatever he has. Like he he knows um, that kids like build houses with blocks, mm-hmm. but we don't have any blocks in the living room. We have like a pretty sor- sorry set down here in the basement, but up in the living room we don't have any. So he brought all of his books out and was trying to use his. Thin little books as blocks, <laughs> and made the like shortest little hat bo- house possible. But he was the whole time was just saying, "Build a house, Jack. Build a house." And he's, Jack playing with blocks. <laughs> <laughs> he also narrates everything he does, which is awesome. Literally. And he started um, playing with this stuffed puppy he has, uh-huh. and he's been treating it like it's his little brother. And he'll be like, put it on the couch, and he'll be reading to it. And it does he does it cry and he comforts it sometimes. We're just saying like it's okay. Yeah, I'll I just hear him in the living living room saying it's okay, puppy. It's okay, puppy. <laughs> it's okay, puppy. But like things like that help me to realize that imagination isn't just something that's not real, but it's being able to do something that's not real yet. Does that make sense? Like before you can become a violinist, you have to imagine yourself playing the violin it's almost like the like sports psychology stuff Mm -hmm. where they have you like picture yourself doing it right but it really is true kind of before you can it sounds very like 
uh, what's the word, cliche, but like before you can do it, you have to imagine it kind of thing. Yeah. But it really is true, and I've kind of forgotten that aspect of imagination. I think of like princesses and dragons and that kind of stuff. Well, imagination is where like um, hopes and dreams and aspirations stem from. Mm-hmm. Is that you can imagine yourself and imagine what is possible ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, then yeah, like imagination can definitely lead to making things happen, mm-hmm. making real things happen. And it's also being able to see something in a situation that's not clearly there. Like seeing a good and a bad situation almost takes some imagination, you know, Mm -hmm. like you have to. So I guess another aspect of imagination is being able to see something that's not necessarily clear to everyone. That's like a creative imagination. Mm -hmm. So like for Jack, like he sees these things and like, oh, these are blocks. This is a violin. This is a guitar. Whereas uh, to us, it doesn't look like that. We kind of see things too literally like that's a spoon. Well, like, he has to use imagination to fill the gaps of what he doesn't know Mm. or what he doesn't have in front of him. And, like, we kind of know what's there or what we do have in front of us. Um, But the gaps that we have to fill are a little bit more transcendent. And so that's where imagination can come into play. And that's where I think that's great to, like, develop the imagination from childhood Mm -hmm. and then bring it into your adult life and and not to forget it, but to kind of fill in the gaps where, like, we could have a really deep life question or something and we can kind of if we have a relationship with Christ we can use our imagination to say like okay well if with Christ in here what would he say or you know mm-hmm. we can use our imagination as a vehicle for Christ to speak to us yeah and also just in terms of there's kind of an element of hope to it like envisioning your envisioning your life lived to the fullest in a Christian sense. Like you kind of have to have, you have to be open to allowing the Lord to work through you, but not limiting that in any way, you know? So if you imagine, you have to kind of imagine the best version of yourself, despite not being able to really do that without God or, and maybe not despite, but like, and you cannot do that without God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can have the, like you can use your imagination to, um. Well, just like Mary, when she said yes to God, had no idea what was going to come from that. You know, she was just open totally to anything that could happen. Wasn't there a line in one of the um, readings, I think last week, that was like, you're, you won't believe it until you see it kind of thing? I think the Lord said that to Alicia or Elijah, some prophet. <laughs> But I think that's what the reading. I don't know. I did. We've been going to the Latin mass, so we don't know the 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 right the ordinary form readings. I almost said the right form. Excuse oh. me. <laughs> You're Excuse me. Um. But I have been listening to the Lanky guys, so I forget what episode it was, how many weeks ago. But they were talking it like the Lord did say, um, "You won't believe it until you see it." Mm-hmm. But. To use our imagination. What was that that silly song? I has not seen. You (laughs) What God has ready for for love him. For those who love him. I think that's what you're thinking. I think you're thinking about that hymn. That's pretty much what I was thinking about. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so we, 
It's like we almost could never imagine it. But it, I think that's a good exercise, too. But to have that sense of imagination, I think... To be open. Yeah, it keeps you from becoming closed off. Like, I... Um... <laughs> oh, gosh, what Sorry. is this? Sorry, I won't mention specifics. There was a situation a while ago when Jack was a little baby, and Holly... Oh my gosh! And she said, "Say it, just say it." No, it's it's kind of because I have oh, to explain yeah, what yeah. it is. <laughs> oh yeah, don't get too many details. But it was a situation with Jack and Holly. Um, kept saying to me, "I cannot see how this will be fixed ever." She's like, "I just cannot see it." And now every time she complains, I just say, "Well, Holly, I just cannot see how this can be fixed." But that's the kind of limiting. Mm-hmm. What I said it then, like a month later with um. Uh, I said, I just don't see how Jack could ever sleep without the swaddle. I don't think that he could ever sleep without the swaddle. And then, like, the next night, he slept yeah. fine without the swaddle. But it's just kind of that, like... The first thing was a breastfeeding thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't want to be too elusive that they're like, well, what are they talking about? I also about? don't want to... No, I don't think everyone wants to hear about your, the, this specific nursing no, issue. they don't. That's okay. why I just gave okay. an overarching thing. Okay. Go on. Um... But yeah, that's kind of uh, indicative of sort of closing your imagination off. Like you can't, yeah. you can't even allow. You really can't have hope in something if you will not allow yourself to believe it's possible. That's a good line right there. And that makes me think of another G.K. Chesterton quote, which like I've read him before, and I guess I just didn't get it. But um, he talks about something along the lines of like fairy tales aren't important or aren't good because they tell us dragons exist, but because they tell us dragons can be defeated. Dang, that G.K. Chesterton. He's pretty smart. He's pretty smart one. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's brilliant. Because yeah. it's the potential of humanity mm-hmm. that you get to see through fairy tales. Right. That's beautiful. I was also thinking, it must be like very disappointing when kids realize, like, no, we don't have kings. We don't have princesses. We, I mean, we have them, but they're kind of like figureheads for the yeah. state. They're not real princesses and princes. It's got to be a letdown. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, who runs? Oh, we elect someone, and then we elect representatives, <laughs> and they go and they make law. It's kind of much less exciting than having a king and knights and dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because dragons used to exist, but now they don't even. Oh, Saint George killed them, so and Saint Bridget, S- several, several, several saints killed dragons. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just a um, symbol for it's, the yeah, devil, it's symbol, right? Yeah. I used to think that Catholics believed that dragons really existed. Oh, and I was I'm like, offended. Well, no, I was like, all right, guys, let's let's call. What is it? Let's. Let's stop the charade. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like uh, St. Patrick's snakes weren't snakes. Right. Were, yeah, it was paganism. Well, I'm glad that the church doesn't believe in dragons. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there are some people who are going to email and say, no, I saw in a picture that St. George really slayed a dragon. dragon. Um, yeah, but also just in thinking of um, like scripture and Jesus speaking in parables, it was basically an invitation to participate in this sort of, not a, not a thought experiment, but like imagine yourself in this situation. So when he tells the parable of uh, the prodigal son, um, like you kind of imagine yourself in that situation. And that's how you gain meaning from it mm-hmm. is through kind of entering into it. 
So right. this kind of concept of imagination and being able to think beyond what's immediately in front of you is it's present in scripture. It's not sort of something that exists tangentially. Right. And it reminds me of Lexio Divina of the practice of reading scripture and putting mm-hmm. yourself into the scene um, of the gospels where you like can study scripture in that way. Yeah. I feel like that's an imaginative way right. I'm I, using your imagination. I, yeah. I was like, that's more like imaginative prayer versus actually Lexio. You could use imaginative prayer during Lexio Divina, but it's not necessarily a component of it. Well, excuse me. Mm. So tell, what? You, you said you want to talk about imaginative prayer before. Oh, that's a great segment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I figured if I said the exact phrase, you may have clued in on it. Guys, I'm not picking up on subtle things, Okay. That wasn't subtle either. <laughs> subtle or obvious things. Um, one, I really like imaginative prayer. I use it very often. Um, I love, my favorite thing to do is to, um, sorry, the baby's making noise over the monitor, so I'm a little um, distracted. But, uh, imaginative what prayer. What's yep. your favorite thing to do with imaginative prayer? My favorite prayer, thing huh? to do is to um, imagine Jesus with me. And I can kind of gauge my relationship with Jesus when, what? Can, can you explain imaginative prayer a little oh, bit? Mm-hmm. Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Better put on your PBS voice. Um, imagine, imaginative prayer. <laughs> it's like when you imagine that you're talking to Jesus, that he's right there. Um, or you could do other things like med- uh, guided meditations and mm-hmm. stuff. Or... Um, Imagining yourself in a scene in scripture, mm-hmm. like how, where would I be in the situation? How would I respond to it? Right. Like if I were in the crowd, whenever Jesus invited Zacchaeus to dinner or invited himself over to Zacchaeus's house. <laughs> um, but so I like to do imagination <laughs> prayer. <laughs> Guys, I'm struggling, but um, I like to imagine Jesus with me and I can always gauge my relationship with him by like, what do I want from Jesus at this moment? And, like, sometimes, like, sometimes I want him to play with me because I want to be joyful. I want to find joy in him. Sometimes I really need him to just hug me. And so I then rest in prayer with him hugging me. Um, Or sometimes I want him to, like, lay next to me and let me rest or similar things like like that. But um, right now I know that I'm in a really bad spot because I know I'm in desolation because I imagine Jesus with me and I'm like, I don't know what you want me. I don't know what to do with you right now. Mm. So I'm in a hard spot. Um, just being real. <laughs> but so I, that's how I, I know that I'm in desolation is because I'm like, okay, this imaginative prayer is getting me nowhere. Um, but in a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Steering it back. Um, it has been a really great place for me to get to know Jesus better. And you can, it's just like how you can have conversations with him and mm-hmm. this is my life and this is you in it. Yeah. You know, and bringing him into your reality through your imagination. And it's not just your imagination. Like, uh, the Lord really uses it as a vehicle, as I was saying earlier, as a vehicle to communicate his love for us because in imaginative prayer, it's not just us formulating the scene. He's speaking to us through our, imagination right it's much more passive it's not like because you can you know picture jesus telling you anything 
Yeah, I can contrive whatever yeah. I want, but it's it's act. I feel like it's more of an action of opening myself up to. Okay, so I'm here. What do you want me to see? What do you want me to do? What what desire will you place on my heart? Mm-hmm. And that's where um, he's really shown himself in very real ways to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's something good, not just imagine prayer, but just imagination is good for family. Do you have something else? One more thing. Okay. Uh, another uh, example of it. I've One of my friends said that she, like for a certain period of time, she, her spiritual director had her write letters to herself from God. Um, for like a whole month or something like that. Um, and so she kind of had, she was doing the like imagination part of it, but that the Lord really spoke to her and that he was able to, um, comfort her in a time when she needed it and to really lift her back up and to support her and like speak truths back into her life where she was believing a lot of lives, lies, um, that, you know, she's not worthy or something like that, that he he was able to speak through this uh, little exercise that she was doing and uh, was able to bring a lot of good from it. I think that's can be like very fruitful if done in, in sort of an honest way because mm-hmm. you're knowing what you know about God. Right. Like it almost like, there's almost like a little bit of pressure. Like how can I write a letter from God? So you want to stick to like what do you know about God? Mm-hmm. So I think that's very interesting and fruitful because it kind of gets you to cut through the sort of lies you've been telling yourself right you know like you're not gonna say you know dear i'm god dear so-and-so you are not worthy because you know right. god wouldn't say that and just in the act of doing that you're like he wouldn't say that to me. exactly so, exactly very interesting i thought it was a great thing i've always ever since it was like two years ago that she told me that she did that i'm like i should do that someday like that'd be a really interesting thing to do for a whole month and then i've never done it <laughs> well you should i should <laughs> um I also think having sort of an imaginative spirit as a family is really important, both for like silly things, like kind of having fun. Um, like you don't need to to really have joy. You don't need the sort of material things that one would necessarily need. Like and Jack loves going to the pet store and that's <laughs> like going to the zoo for him. Like mm-hmm. we go and see the birds and the ferrets and the fish. He loves to scare And he tries to scare the fish because one time... Daniel blames me for no. this. No, okay. It's open question. Should you tap on the glass of an aquarium to scare fish? Um, to watch them all swim away. <laughs> Not to scare them, but to see them all flock away from the finger. Uh, but now now this is what Jack does to every fish tank he sees. I know, it's my fault. Um, but but yeah, for, like... It's it's silly if you take a step back and say we're at a pet store, like. Mm-hmm. But if you just really enjoy that moment and saying like our son really loves looking at those fish and he's so excited about the birds and he's like looking at all of them and like asking questions about it. like, if you allow yourself to be sort of caught up in, the imagination of that moment, it's you you have genuine fun. Mm-hmm. It's not like you, have more fun at a real zoo because it's a real zoo, you know. Right. And just taking that approach with your family, um, I think bears a lot of fruit, both sort of as a family, but also um, in terms of kind of like fostering your children's faith that like they come to see that we don't need material things to have joy Mm -hmm. and we don't need to let kind of outside standards determine our fun, you know, like. 
just like in the Christian life, success is way different from what the world would call success. You know, the greatest success in the world was a man being executed. Hmm. So to kind of foster that sense that the world doesn't decide what gives you joy and what's fun and sort of what's kind of the real, the right way to do something. It's, we know it as a family. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> and like I, what I said before that the imagination from childhood to fill in the gaps, uh, translates directly into adulthood. Whenever we fill in the gaps of what our, sensory experience uh can't tell us that's kind of interesting like you've said that a couple of times that it's almost like the more knowledge we gain the more we limit ourselves Mm -hmm. in a way Mm because we think we kind of know everything so you know knowing that's not how violins work like you're gonna maybe make like one note from rubbing two spatulas (laughs) together but it's limited like we can't have fun with that because we know better right and it's almost kind of silly like you do need practical knowledge that is useful but um, there's no, there's not any kind of harm in most circumstances in kind of letting your imagination, like you there's deluding yourself, but then there, you know, like a joyful imagination is not harmful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just ask all those movies about the, like the kid who's a dreamer in class and <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be something one day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anything else? Can't think of anything else. We've run out of ideas on our imagination episode. Yep, that's it. No, I think it's fine. And I think it's um, it's really helped me to kind of look at this a new way. And I think I will be more open to um, the role that imagination does play in faith. You know, remembering that it's not it's not make believe necessarily. It's kind of a an opening up to possibilities. An opening up to the realities, really. Like open, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Opening yourself up for the Lord to speak through it to show you truth. Right. Yeah. The truth that's not clear, or obvious on the mm-hmm. on the outside. And outside. maybe not 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 what is there, but is what is to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Jack. You know, really, it's the kids teaching us. Oh yeah. Oh, that's. Cheesy. I mean, you hear that so many times in like graduations, like anyone talking about working with kids. Mm-hmm. Get get a new uh, phrase, everyone, if you're going to talk about <laughs> your experience of working with children. But it is true. It's very true. Yes, we are. I was on, in the prayer for this episode. I was thanking God for teaching us all of His uh, virtues through parenthood because mm-hmm. we really. We're learning it. Yep. They're hard lessons, but we're learning it. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we have. If mm-hmm. you have any questions or ideas or topics, and we've been trying with our topics to try to pick things that we really haven't covered before. Because mm-hmm. we've had some ideas, but it's like, well, we kind of, we didn't want to only be referring to stuff we said before. So we've been trying to expand, expand and pick new ones. So if you have any ideas or anything you think would be interesting us talk about or questions or anything or expand upon mm-hmm. um please email us at halfway saints podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh follow us on twitter at halfway underscore saints like us on facebook and that's it that's, that's all you gotta it. do have a great day everybody 
Have a great week. Have a great have a great day, and then have a great day after that, and have a great week. <laughs> please, um, please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.